Welcome to the Money Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Torres. This episode is brought to you by Crowdsourced Books. Crowdsourced Books provides you with all the resources you need to become a successful author. You can find out more by visiting crowdsourcedbooks.com. All right, now let's jump into the episode. Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives to share their top tips for success with you. Today, really excited, I have John Deschner on the line. Um, He is the Chief Innovation Officer and Managing Director of TBWA, Shyatt, and Day LA. Hey, welcome, John. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, so let's, um, as, I, as I mentioned to you, the target audience here, we're talking entrepreneurs, business owners, executives. I mean, let's start off with, you know, your history with the entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I've, uh, I've been in, like, big advertising agencies for about the last 15 years. But before that, you know, I, I had my own company for a few years, worked in a couple of software startups. Um, and then obviously, too, like, you know, advise some of my friends who are starting their own businesses uh, of various types now. So that's kind of my background. And then even, you know, in my current capacity, sometimes we're working with giant companies like PepsiCo or Apple or Intel, but sometimes we're working with, you know, brand new startups at, at various different stages. So I see, kind of see the full spectrum. That's great. And, you know, let's talk about um, that. I, I like bringing up transition because everybody in um, that I interview, you know, they have their own story. So let's talk about your transition. Um, of working for yourself and for for a um, as a as an entrepreneur, and then going to work for a large advertising agency. Um, could you just elaborate on that? Because sometimes people think that that's a bad thing. Like they're an entrepreneur, they're out there, they're you know what I mean. They're they're on their own system, and then they think that you know going to work for a large company isn't necessarily the right fit. Can you just elaborate on that kind of transitionary period for me? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, you know, I started my own company with a couple of friends when I was only about 25 years old. Um, and it was very bootstrapped, very early days of, you know, a consumer facing internet. Um, so, so really, you know, we were just, we were in a really wide open space and there weren't that many places to go to, to do what we wanted to do. You know, I mean, there were some bigger and smaller companies and some things that would, you know, you'd recognize as like digital advertising agencies now, but they didn't really exist in any, in any uh, significant form, especially not where we were. So I think we just felt like it was more useful and maybe more interesting to start it ourselves. Um, I think, you know, for me, though, what I, what I learned in that, in that period of time was that I love doing what I do. I, I, for me personally, I didn't necessarily love doing all the other stuff you got to do when you run your own small company. Um, you know, ch- I mean, all the stuff any entrepreneur is going to relate to, you know, chasing people for invoices and, you know, it's like, just even hustling up all your own new business, introducing yourself, you know, to people over and over again as just, you know, an unknown company. Um, so, I mean, I loved the freedom. I loved the sense of experimentation. But I also, you know, really had to be honest with myself that I was excited to get into a place where I could focus on what I'm great at. And there were some other folks around who could, uh, who could you know, pick up some of that other slack and, and handle some of those other, you know, back office type things and that. To be fair, I think if I was doing it again today, you know, there's so many places out there, whether you're, you know, plugging in with like a WeWork or just using, you know, like QuickBooks or a good billing service, like, you know, there's a lot more infrastructure today to, so you can handle those like super repeatable back office things. Um, but, uh, but we just didn't have them then. So, 
for me, it was just more about like, I loved at that point doing graphic design and interface design. Um, and I really wanted to focus on that and get, and go, go really deep on it. Um, you know, versus, uh, you know, versus, you know, just having, being able to sort of control all my own destiny. Great. No, John, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that, by the way, as a side note. So, um, I, I'm, I'm always a fan of that. Is that. Hey, if you ultimately find that you like doing what you're doing day to day and what you don't like doing is some of the other nuanced things, I mean, one of two different ways to do it. You're either going to hire people to do the other thing if you don't, or you're going to, you know, join on to another company that has the same view and values and, you know, ethics of what you believe in. So, um, big exactly. fan of that. Um, let's talk a little bit more about your um, your current um, role and your current advertising agency. So, t- talk to me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so I, you know, I work. So, Shia Day was sort of the first big advertising agency to, or not even they didn't start big, sort of quite small. It was the first agency really to start in Los Angeles, um, and and that was sort of you know that was at a time back in 1968 when the industry was really the, in the United States was really centered around Madison Avenue in New York. And there were a couple of guys who, who decided that they could, you know, make a really interesting go of it in Los Angeles. And especially being close to entertainment culture, being close to the beach, they felt like there was a different value set. So flash forward 50 years, um, we're now part of TBWA, which is um, about 11,000 people in a global collective. Um, and also sits under a holding company, which is like another, you know, 80,000 people. Um, but so we're part of a, quite a large network. Um, and again, we handle all kinds of clients, again, from Gatorade, Intel, QuickBooks, um, IMAX, folks like that. Um, and we do a little bit of everything. My job there, the chief innovation officer side is really, you know, advertising is an agent, is a, advertising agencies broadly are going through quite a lot of transformation and transition. Um, you know, the, the advent of the web and then social media and media companies, different networks, influencers, all that stuff has really changed how our industry works. Um, and the chief innovation officer side of my job, I think, is to try to help um, help that happen in a more purposeful and ultimately lucrative and positive way. Um, then on the managing director side, that's honestly kind of like some days that looks a little more like COO. Um, some days that looks like head of account leadership. Uh, and some days that looks like plumber. It just kind of depends on what the – what what he's doing at the agency that day. No, that's great. Um, so what do you see as kind of the future, or what do you see that's going on in um, advertising? So this, you know, everything's in flux. Like, can you give us, if you're, you're, you're talking to an entrepreneur right now, maybe they're not, you know, Gatorade. Let's say they're just a small yeah. business owner. What kind of um, advice would you give them? Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's funny. I actually talk with a lot of people who are in, like, earlier stages of, whether they have a product or a service or, you know, whatever it is that they're sort of selling and, and just talking to them about how to get out there. I mean, I think the amazing thing is to go back 15 or 20 years, you know, your only options were kind of, you know, advertising a penny saver or, you know, go out and hustle on your own. Um, I mean, I think, you know, pay-per-click search, paid social, like all these give you this, like, kind of, you can, you know, you can set a $100 search budget for the month, put it out there against some keywords, and you only spend what gets used, you know, basically when you get served up and somebody clicks, you got to, you have to pay. Um, and that's actually pretty amazing from a marketing and branding perspective. I think, you know, so while that's, that's great for entrepreneurs and startups and new companies, the tough thing is the last 30 years of the advertising world have been all about consolidation and conglomeration and scale. So you have a lot of agencies that were, you know, 
these killer hundred person shops. They got rolled up together into these, you know, really great 700 person shops. Um, but now the world doesn't really need that. Um, you know, there's, even when somebody like of our size and heritage is being brought to the table, it's really frequent we're being brought to the table with, it's like us plus Snapchat plus a couple of creators plus um, a boutique media agency and a PR firm. And so I think um, I think what I see in our industry is that um, while the whole broadcast and print world was built around big teams to make sure that nothing ever goes wrong on your like $2 million production, now what we need is you know, a hundred teams of five people who can be sort of totally accountable, do a lot of co-creation, co-strategizing um, with a client and their other partners, and then figure out who's the best person to make it. So we're, we're kind of going through those, those, uh, grow, like it's funny, there's sometimes growing pains, sometimes shrinking pains, depending on how the week is going. Um, but yeah, just, try, just trying to figure out like how we can be, we can do what we're great at, which is strategy and creative and production but in a really flexible way and kind of be whatever a business or a brand needs for us at that moment. No, that's great. And I think that's a super interesting concept you said about the, uh, about, you know, now needing a hundred teams of five, because it almost seems as though the client also, um, you know, for that customized feel, um, it seems almost like that's what you'd have to do. And then you'd have to have obviously the, um, the, uh, the, the talent there, right? If you could talk yeah. to me maybe a little bit more about you know the talent aspect because you're you know you're on the you're on the C level in the company like but how do you attract if you're out there and you know you're, there's some agency guys listening to this not to give them your trade secrets but you know what do you think about the talent <laughs> scene are they are they out there and yeah what's your thoughts on that yeah for sure well I mean I think that you know the that you know we have one of the simplest businesses in the world like we really we do we sell we sell people's hours you know. Um, and the quality of ours, as you know, between people can be pretty highly variable. So to your point, talent is, is key. I mean, we have a lot of frameworks. We have a lot of experience we can draw on. But really, you know, if I have the 100 best people in the world, we're amazing. If I have 100 people from the lowest quartile, we're not that amazing. So, um, so it, it is key. I mean, the thing, the thing I think about, and especially, you know, before this job, I was, I was the CEO of an agency group uh, in Southeast Asia for a couple of years. And... And there, you know, there's a much smaller talent pool, kind of like a country of like 30 million folks instead of, you know, a few hundred million. Um, so there it was even more acute. And I think there the, the key, I mean, aside from just being out there and approachable and having like a really clear value set and a really clear mission, um, I think the other key is just to be like a very transparent and honest and trustable leader. Um, you know, I think when – you know, if, I, if you're going to interview somebody to come work with you, if they can understand in the first, you know, 15 minutes kind of where you're coming from, how you're going to be to work with, and, and also, like, you know, really get that feeling that they're not being sold or played or maneuvered, um, then you can really make an honest assessment because even they're fantastically talented people out there that I probably wouldn't work that well with um, or wouldn't work that well with me. So I think I just think that, that honesty, that transparency – the openness is uh, is really critical in terms of attracting, especially like top level talent. Most of us who've been doing this for 20 years, like we, we know, you know, when you sit down with somebody for an hour, whether or not this is someone, you know, money aside and things like that, that you would either, you know, love working with and probably do some interesting stuff or whether you're just not going to hit it off. Mm. No, that's great. Well, hey, John, I really appreciate you um, coming on the show today. Um, tell me, where can everybody follow you? What's your website? If somebody wants to inquire about the agency services, yeah. 
Yeah, well, so check out check us out at tbwashiant.com, uh, and you can find me at uh, on Instagram mostly at Deshner13. All right, fantastic. Well, hey, John, uh, thanks again for coming on the show, and I appreciate it. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Thank you.